This is a podcast by Martin Weimeyer. We're a public relations team that loves Lansing, and we have a passion for making Michigan a better place. We're walking through case studies of strategic communications, issue management, digital strategy, and discussing those examples with our clients. I'm Jessica Tremontana, a senior account executive at Martin Weimeyer, and I'm joined by my coworkers, Emily Mata. Hi. And Andrea Kerbusky. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to talk with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, MDHHS, about the iVaccinate campaign. Joining us is Angela Minicucci. Angela, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Thank you for having me. Um, I am the communications director at the department. I've been there for seven years now. I started as spokesperson and I work in the communications office. So we oversee all of the internal and external campaigns and communications coming out of MDHHS. We have 14,000 employees across the state. And at a given point in time, we've got 40 to 50 paid media campaigns, but we're always communicating about all the crises and the proactive programs that our department is issuing. So tell me a little bit about iVaccinate and the campaign that you launched and how um, Martin Weimeyer's really helped you kind of get that off the ground. Definitely. So I would love to take all the credit for it, but truly I I need to acknowledge one of the best partners that we have in this and we've had throughout any of the campaigns I've worked on, and that's Veronica McNally with the Franny Strong Foundation. She's really truly um, the brain power behind iVaccinate. She is um, incredibly intelligent when it comes to communicating with other parents. She understands their concerns because she has lived them. And so she really wanted to find a way to communicate with parents who had questions and concerns about vaccinations. And as a result, iVaccinate was born. Um, it's been, it's going into its third year now. It's been a tremendously successful campaign and it's really focused on that peer-to-peer, parent-to-parent connection and giving people the resources and the answers to the questions and concerns that they have that are grounded in science. You know, you said Veronica has a very personal tie to this. Can you, can you tell us about vaccinations and why she's really personally spearheaded this? Sure. So the importance of vaccinations is that it protects you from vaccine-preventable illnesses, oftentimes illnesses that are and can be fatal. So in Veronica McNally's experience, she actually lost her daughter to pertussis, which is more commonly known as whooping cough. It's an illness that's incredibly hard to watch when your child has it. I believe her daughter was about three months old. Um, And she has become very passionate about getting people to understand that not only should you vaccinate your children, but having children that are around your child, other caregivers that are around your child vaccinated, creates a circle of immunity, a circle of protection to keep our babies and those who cannot be vaccinated protected from these very potentially deadly uh, vaccine-preventable illnesses. So talk through some of the goals of the campaign. Who are your target audiences and um, who are you trying to reach? So we did a lot of research on this campaign. It was really fantastic to see the amount of work that went in on the front end. Um, We're not always that thorough, but with this one, we really looked at who was going to be the best audience to try to reach and help. And that is people who are on the fence about vaccinations. We know there are some that have very strong anti-vaccine stances that are grounded in their own personal beliefs And so for us, it's really important that we help those who have questions and are just not sure. So we're trying to reach parents who are uh, questioning whether or not they should vaccinate their children and have questions about what is safe and, and effective. So for the goals of the campaign, we're trying to help guide them to resources that are grounded in science, that show that vaccines are safe and effective, not to necessarily get them to vaccinate, but to allow them to make an educated decision about vaccinations because there is a lot of misinformation out there. 
Sure. You know, one thing I know that's been really effective is utilizing influencer marketing to reach some of those target audiences you outlined. Andrea Kurboski, who's the blogger behind Blonde Bedhead, um, tell us a little bit, what is influencer marketing and why was it a good fit for this campaign? Sure. Influencer marketing is a type of marketing that focuses on using key leaders or influential people. So a lot of times you might see celebrities in a commercial. And in this case, we're using bloggers to drive our key message to our, a larger market, which is our target target audience of, uh, of parents. Um, it was a good fit for this campaign so that parents could hear from other parents on why they choose to vaccinate and hear the relatable personal stories. The bloggers we also work with have been supplying beautiful images for us to, to repurpose and then you can kind of visualize your own family when you're seeing other families throughout the state and learning more about their stories. So tell us, how do you even find bloggers? You know, um, for someone that doesn't blog like me, you know, it's like, where do you even start? Yeah, so there's a lot of tools you can use to search for bloggers or influencers um, like Cision or Meltwater. So those are um, media tools where you can search for bloggers. Um, you can look for them by region, topic, interest, and even more information. Um, there's also just the method of Googling. So we, we do that quite a bit. And we're asking our, our friends, family, and colleagues for their recommendations. Like, what bloggers do you read? You know, what are your favorite blogs? And actually, you've given us a friend of yours who is a, a mommy blogger who's been a perfect fit for the campaign. And really, it's just a mix of um, uh, research to find the right people for this campaign. So it's, it sounds like you did a lot of work to find the right fit. To you, what um, indicated the right fit? How did you know this blogger is a great, um, has a niche for this type of issue? For a lot of it, you, you, we want people who are parents. So parents speaking to other parents and people who may have already spoke on the topic and had um, positive, positive messaging around vaccinations and why they vaccinate. Um, we also have to take in consideration the budget. So a lot of times you might think, oh, they, they're on Instagram. They'll probably do it for us for free. And that's not the case. These people are um, doing the work of writing, photography, sharing their personal stories. It's a very vulnerable topic to talk about. And so you really need to start with a good budget and then make sure that their, um, their blog, their messaging aligned with the mission of iVaccinate. And so that's kind of where we started. So Emily Mata, you worked behind the scenes a lot on this campaign with a digital strategy. Can you tell us what types of online tools you really utilize to help um, tell these other mom stories, these mommy bloggers, and how you helped use them to reach other mothers? Sure. Um, so we relied really heavily on social media. We have primarily used Facebook and Instagram um, in conjunction with the influencer marketing campaign that Andrea talked about. Uh, we know from research that moms are on these platforms and they're getting information about a lot of things um, on these platforms from friends and networks and other resources. So our goal is to promote content that is based on credible information that has been proven by medical and scientific research, but in a way that the average parent can understand and use, uh, which is why so much of our content encourages people to visit iVaccinate.org. Um, we also encourage parents who are choosing to vaccinate to celebrate their choice, share their story, and help normalize this choice to protect their families. So much of what is put out there about vaccines is negative or based on discredited or false information. It's important that these people see that most parents are choosing to protect their families by immunizing. So a tool I saw that you guys have been doing um, throughout August is, for instance, Facebook filters. So for instance, sure. if you support vaccinations, moms can you know turn their um, Facebook profile picture into a certain filter. You know, I think that's a really great way and kind of an organic way to encourage moms to kind of share their choices and 
it's cool. Sure. Yeah, so this is the second year that we've done this. Last August uh, was the first year that we did it, and we had a really great response. So August is National Immunization Awareness Month, and our team published and promoted content that explained the two ways that parents could share their iVaccinate stories. Um, and the content was a mixture of blog posts, graphics, and videos that highlighted personal stories from parents and encouraged others to use the iVaccinate profile filter or fill out iVaccinate because statement. Um, and we actually won a Pinnacle Award for our efforts. And it was really successful in just helping people share their stories. And that Pinnacle Award was for um, the CMPRSA Awards, which is the public relations chapter here in Central Michigan. So that's awesome. Good work. Angela, can you talk to us a little bit about the real stories behind this and why it was so important to leverage real stories to tell um, a broader story? Yeah. So I think Andrea and Emily both uh, touched on what the, the issue is here, and it's the fact that these are these are personal issues that can make you feel very vulnerable in a very um, highly contentious space at times. You know, to talk about your personal health decisions, especially online in a social media realm, is not something people feel very comfortable doing. So to have the support of Veronica McNally and leading that charge and saying, I am okay with telling you why I vaccinate. And here's what I'm hoping to do with it, to protect my children, to protect your children. We've seen some really great results after the campaign launch of other parents coming forward and feeling safer sharing their stories. We know that anti-vaccine groups and people who are very anti-vaccinations in general are very vocal and loud online. And it can be intimidating for parents who have personal pro-vaccine stances to want to say anything. So using real stories gives people a sense of community, a safe space where they're interacting with other parents who share their beliefs, who share their questions and concerns. And getting the right questions to them, getting the right answers to them has really been an, a, a pinnacle, I'd say, of what makes this campaign different from so many others. Veronica, like I said, has led that charge, but I am personally so grateful for all of the parents that have um, glommed onto this, have really joined in the Facebook profile filter, I'm one of them, um, to really get out there and say, I am a pro-vaccine individual, I'm doing it to protect my children, here's why. And I think that's been a really important part of what has made this campaign so su successful. Sure. Now this question is really for any of you guys, so feel free to speak up. Um, have you encountered any unexpected obstacles, things that kind of um, you launched or tried to take off and didn't really, um, weren't successful? So I'll start, um, and then if Andrew or Emily has anything to add, please do. But right in the early start of the campaign, we had some pretty positive feedback in the day or so after it launched, and then quickly the anti-vaccine population found the social media pages and, and really with overnight blew it up with thousands of comments. And so we expected that. We knew that that was going to be something that we were going to have to address, but I think the sheer volume of it quickly surprised us. So what we did is we quickly pulled together kind of a standard or a policy, if you will, for the page about how we were going to handle moderating those comments. We had discussed it. We didn't actually formalize it prior to the launch of the campaign, so we quickly scrambled. And we based it on state of Michigan as well as just general um, other state policies around how to work with individuals who are abusive, offensive, um, maybe vulgar, and sharing discredited information online. We know the purpose of this campaign is to share credible, real information, not the misinformation that's out there. So the policy we implemented was to remove or um, 
delete comments that were going to be offensive or abusive to those that we want to feel safe in our social communities, as well as to remove information that we know has been disproven by science, and then point people back to the real, credible, true information. So it was a bit of a scramble. I'm really grateful to the Martin Weimar team who pulled together with us this really great response and for, <laughs> for moderating those comments because it was it was certainly, I'm sure, a, a big part of your day for a couple of days after the campaign launched. <laughs> Andrea or Emily, anything else to add? You know, it was a struggle the first year to find enough influencers, so we were looking for one person every month, and now that we're into the, we're almost done with the second year, you know, we had at least two a month sharing. So I think once we had that first year, people could see other bloggers who were sharing their story. Again, got easier for other bloggers to step up and say, hey, I'm also ready to share my personal story. You know, if someone was thinking about trying to spearhead an influencer marketing campaign, you know, what would you re really recommend they think through before doing it? And Andrea, maybe that makes sense for you to answer it first, and then, sure. um, you know, Angela and Emily, you guys can chime in if you have any additional thoughts. I had mentioned budget earlier, but I think you really do need to think through a budget and um, and then see how that aligns with the, the bloggers you work with. And so we had a budget set aside, and it's all about reaching out to bloggers you're interested in finding their media kits, finding out what they charge, and who not only they're following, but their level of engagement. So checking out their blog, Facebook, Instagram, all of those different social platforms they'll use to help promote the message and making sure that they're a good fit there as well. And so for me, it's really about the budget, finding um, influencers that are aligned with your message and people who have experience perhaps working with um, working on campaigns because it's there's a lot of work involved. So if somebody comes with us who doesn't have any experience, um, to me it's sometimes the red flag. So we wanna see people who have some experience. You know, we've worked with some influencers who have worked with Walgreens and talked about why they vaccinate. And for me, that was such a great fit and able to see that example of what they did with Walgreens was perfect for us. Awesome, anything else guys? Um, I think one thing to think through is just who your messenger is gonna be. I think the messenger is just as important as the message. Um, and we, Andrea has done a really good job in finding bloggers who are able to talk to parents about vaccinating, which is what the campaign is really all about. And um, it's less like talking at people. Um, so being really thoughtful about who you're using and how that comes across. Yep, and for us, I guess, too, we were looking for people throughout the state of Michigan. So, you know, Detroit area, Grand Rapids, the UP, we're trying to hit all the different areas so that no matter where you are in the state, there's somebody that you could relate to on, a, on at least a regional level. Yeah. Um, and then we were able to expand outside of that as well. You guys did a great job geographically. I mean, to find a blogger in the UP is very <laughs> yeah. so, Especially well there are some areas that we can highlight and see where they have lower immunization rates. So we, those were some areas that we were targeting as well and we were able to reach with influencers this year. Sure. Uh, last question, do you guys, you know, looking back now um, since the iVaccinate launch, you know, do you perceive it as a success? Have you guys seen results? So I'll start just from a public health perspective in general. You know, we didn't become one of the worst states in vaccination rates overnight. It wasn't something that we expected to change as soon as the campaign launched. But I will say we are seeing our vaccination rates trend upwards, which is exactly what we want. Um, 
as with any successful public relations campaign, I think you need an overall good policy approach as well. And we've made some changes to policies in the state for vaccines that I think has, has also influenced our rates. But truly, I think the success lies in looking at how safe and comfortable and, and truly protected our families feel sharing their stories. And I, that's not necessarily the, the most quantifiable number, but like Andrea said, seeing more people coming forward, saying they want to share their story, watching it become easier for us to find people that, that feel safe sharing their personal experience, that in itself speaks volumes. And I think it truly does impact in, in the long run the number of people that have answers that they, they truly need that are grounded in science and then have an informed decision that they can make regarding whether or not to vaccinate their child. So we'll continue to watch those vaccine rates trend. Um, hopefully they'll continue to go upwards. The more people we have vaccinated, the more protected our population is. We do continue to have outbreaks here in Michigan um, for vaccine preventable illnesses. We have the highest number of measles cases that we've had in 20 years right now, which is incredibly scary. Um, and, and those cases have been in children. So in addition to the hepatitis A vaccine uh, outbreak that we're experiencing, the largest flu outbreak that we've had in a really long time last year, now is the time for this campaign. And I think that we're really going to see its success now and then into the future as we continue this. So. And, you know, I'm not sure if we really touched on herd immunity, too, but there are people within our community or communities that can't be immunized. So, you know, um, talk a little bit about that, too, and why um, that helps protect them. Yeah, so herd immunity is kind of a strange term. Essentially what it means is that in order to protect those in your community who cannot be vaccinated, you want to aim for having about 90% of those around them vaccinated as well. So that includes people who for medical reasons may not be able to be vaccinated. Someone may be allergic to an ingredient in a vaccine. They may be immunocompromised. They might be a cancer patient, and so they can't receive the additional load from a vaccine. So having those people protected is a huge part because we already know they're vulnerable from a medical perspective to begin with. And in addition, age. We know that children have a, rec a recommended vaccine schedule that typically begins around six months for most vaccines. So for those first couple of months in life, the people that are going to be around them, other siblings, caregivers, parents, grand grandparents, aunts, uncles, babysitters, making sure that they're vaccinated, that's really the purpose of herd immunity, is making sure that this, you're forming basically a safe bubble of vaccine prevention so that you're not potentially passing on an illness yourself that that baby may be more susceptible to. Sure. Well, you know, thank you for listening to the Martin Weimar podcast. A special thank you to Angela Minicucci for joining us today to talk about the iVaccinate campaign and to Andrea Kurboski and Emily Mata as well. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you.